The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. NFL Week 14 locks. You're listening to the Get Paid Podcast with Sean and Brad. We got all of the lines from Bovada Sportsbook. Unlike other weeks, we're just going to do we're going to do something different today. We're going to start with the rapid fire. Um, we're going to go less into the featuring of games this week, and then we are going to uh, to do the playoff game because the playoff scenario we're uh, basically three quarters of the way through the season now. Every team has four games left. Uh, I guess actually Baltimore and Dallas have an extra game. They have five games left because we're recording this on Tuesday morning. But um, yeah. We're going to start making some some predictions and how the playoffs are going to stack out. So, Brad, how you doing, my friend? I'm well, and our fans may notice that for once they can't see my offensive pointy face. Yes. And I just want to start the show by saying you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, Brad had a computer crash. So we're doing this on Brad's phone until he, we get his, uh, his equipment up to snuff, as they say. Um, so now I get to go wait in line with all those scumbags and try to get my computer fixed. This well, that's is what be they're, a fantastic day. They're, they're, everybody else is saying, I'm going to wait in line today. And then they say, oh, great. Now I got to wait with that scumbag. <laughs> with that scumbag. With that scumbag. So. I just beat him to it. You just, there you go. Um, so let's just go through rapid fire, pick by pick. Thursday night football, we got the New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Rams. The New England Patriots are plus six, Brad, against the Los Angeles Rams. Who would you take in that matchup? You know what I'm going to say about this is that I think that Jared Goff, while he's a good quarterback and he's the better quarterback on the field, Mm -hmm. maybe not by much, but he is, but I think he's the type of player that could just get flustered by Belichick and his evil genius ways, right? I think if there's any team that's going to suffer – at the hands of the Patriots, I think it's the Rams. What do you think, Sean? I, you know, I agree with that. Like to me, like the well, first of all, the Rams, the, the Rams are about as good as I thought. I think their offense is just a little bit less powerful than I thought it would be to start the year, uh, but their defense is much better. Um, so on the balance, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with where the Rams are. Um, the Patriots, I, I I was on the fence, Brad, as you know, and I kind of gave up on them after Cam came back from his uh, COVID, you know, thing, and he came back and he wasn't. Look, he's not a good passing quarterback. I don't think anybody would make the argument, you know, outside of, you know, his high percentage years in Carolina when really all he was doing was throwing screen passes to Christian McCaffrey. He's just not that great of a better quarterback down the field. But it seems like the Patriots now are starting to use the toughness that we saw in the first couple weeks of the season, and the Patriots' defense is ratcheting up and getting better in December as they've done over the last 20 years. Brad, what are you doing over there? You you tickling the Tin Man? What's going on over there? Oh, I'm cleaning the house. Am I making noise? You are making a ton of noise. All right, I'll be quiet. Let's, yeah, let's be quiet, Brad. Doing your have an apron on. Who's the yeah, boss? All of a sudden, I decided to clean for the first time in two months. Yeah, Tony Danza. Thanks for that. Uh, New England. Look, I I I think that. I agree. I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. These are different teams. I, I think this is going to be a defensive matchup, so I'm going to be kind of more on the under. But, uh, you know, Bavada giving New England six points to me is a lot. It's a lot, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a lot to me as well. And I just want to say that is there one team that always gets better throughout the year more than the Patriots? They're always improving. They do get smarter. It's like they're like, um, it's like they need the data, and their data is film. On all these right. on these teams, and so you know the New England Patriots right now, thanks to the losses um, by um, well, the Raiders almost lost and really screwed themselves uh, oh, to the, to the Jets. We'll talk about that, but yeah, I mean, 
You're right. New England continues to get better. I'm still not a believer in Cam, but at the same time, this team, if they commit to the run and they play that defensive side of ball, we see, we've seen it with Baltimore for years. Like I, I think New England has a really good shot at making the playoffs. I don't believe they're really going to make any damage in the playoffs, but they're not going to be an easy out. So I'm going to take the not at the, all. And six points, yeah. six points. That's a lot, dude. That's a lot. Um, I agree. All right, so let's move it on. We got, uh, let's see, the Arizona Cardinals versus the New York Giants. Bavada's giving them one point. Who would you take there? Uh, I would actually take the Giants. I think that they're playing really well. And um, the Cardinals are a Hail Mary away from losing Mm -hmm. five straight. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're, you know, they're kind of evening out to, to be what they thought we were going to be. Yeah, I right. I mean, we all thought they were going to be a 500 team, maybe one below at best, right? So that's kind of what we're seeing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, again, like we called Arizona to be the fourth team in the West um, right. in our pre- previews, but we said they would be like 8-8, eight and eight, maybe even 9-7. and seven. So we liked the team, but we just th- thought the West would be better. And, you know, outside of San Francisco's injuries, if they didn't lose freaking Bosa and Solomon Thomas in Week 2 and Richard Sherman and whatever, and then Garoppolo and Kittle are going to miss like nine games or whatever it is by the end of the year. Like if all that stuff didn't happen, I, I think that probably would have been the right call. Um, although I would have had, I think, San Francisco number two and the Rams number three. But we did, I did anyway, pick all three of those teams, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers, to be in the playoffs in this year's format. So bottom line is for Arizona, look, I, they're not playing as well. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs because their, their stretch run is brutal. And, what is it? Uh, let me let me pull up the uh, let me pull up their schedule because they have to deal basically with the the NFC West, which we like. Um, right. So let me pull that guy up as we speak here. So the last um, four games, the Giants who are playing better, like you said, Brad. Then you got the Eagles, who I think they're switching. That should be a win, but if they switch to Jalen Hurts, that Eagles team might be a lot better. You know, when you it could be better, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because Wentz is we've talked about it. Wentz is playing like garbage. So if they switch to Hurts, that's not a gimme win anymore. And unfortunately for the Cardinals, they're dealing with the NFC West when the NFC I'm sorry, they're dealing with the NFC East when the East is better. Like to start yeah. the year they're all dog crap. Now they're all right. playing a little better, and especially if the Eagles switch quarterbacks, the Eagles are gonna be better too. Uh then they have after the Eagles, they play the 49ers at home. And then they finish against the Rams on the road. And the Rams are probably going to need that for some kind of playoff seed or division or something like that. I don't know, man. I think at best, the Cardinals finish 2-2, and which would make them 8-8. and Right. So, you know, they could finish 3-1 and and be 9-7 and and be in the the running for the 7th seed. But I I just don't see them getting there. I don't. But, but, you know, that's a good season for them regardless. I mean, I know they – I think they were 5-1 and at one point, right? Yeah, something like that. And that is – to say that they finish eight and eight, I mean, it's they obviously regressed, but at, at the end of the day, the season's going to work out exactly. If we were going to say the Cardinals are going to have a good year this year, we were going to say they were going to be eight and eight, and that's a big improvement for them. So, so nothing to be mad about, really. Yeah, they were five and two to start the year. They lost to the Dolphins because they missed a field goal um, that would have taken them to six and two, but they ended up losing by three. Then they beat the Bills on that Hail Mary, so they were they were six and three at that point. And then you lose to the Cardinals, you lose to the Patriots, um, you lose to the Rams in, I think, convincing fashion. I don't think the Cardinals are bad. I think they just started with some juice, but they even lost to the Lions early in the year. Um, so, Oh, that is right, yeah. Yeah, so this is, this, is, uh, this is a team that's getting better. I just hope because of the, you know, the 
what's going to happen is people are th- going to think that's a collapse. I don't think it's a collapse for the Cardinals. I just think that, man, that like they were they were to me an above average team, and Kyler Murray was balling out, and now the the schedule's catching up with them. And you know, I thought that Patriots game for them was kind of a must win, given how the end of the season was. And right. uh, yeah, it is what it is. You know, the Rams got the NFC East when the when all the NFC East absolutely sucked. They had like four out of five games were against the NFC East to start the year. Cardinals having two games um, against that East that's now actually playing football like NFL teams, it, it kind of sucks for them. It's bad luck, but a lot of teams have bad luck this year. Anyway, so I'm going to, but I am, I'm going to take them to rebound this week and um, I guess, quote unquote, upset the Giants. I think they'll be back, but the Giants, man, they're playing good football. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't bet my money on it. Uh, let's see. We got the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada's um, saying Dallas is minus five and a half versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Who would you have there? Ooh, well, it's, it's it's interesting to have Dallas be a five and a half point favorite against anybody. Um, apparently, the Bengals are are that terrible. They don't have their starting quarterback anymore. Who's who's quarterbacking for the Bengals Brandon right Allen, who was who started a couple of games for uh, Denver when we had about seven quarterbacks with the last name Allen with the starting. Name Allen, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, I'm gonna have to go with Dallas there. I mean, they got the talent, man. Yeah, and Dallas has been out, you know, starting with that Pittsburgh game, like the offensive line started blocking after they got completely housed by the Arizona Cardinals. I think it was Monday Night Football. Dallas had been playing a lot better, specifically the defense has been playing better and the offensive line has been playing better. I think Dallas would come out and cover that spread, but we'll see what happens because they play tonight. If they come up with even more injuries on that offensive line or something like yeah. that, maybe change it. So we'll we'll, we'll, well see. Yeah. Dallas did take a whooping on Thanksgiving from a Washington team that is better than yeah. They're playing really well, Washington, but still Dallas got boat raced that day. So yeah, that's true. I don't know if they're playing better. Still against Cincinnati, you got to figure they can cover by a touchdown. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be about there. Uh, let's see here. We got Denver, according to Bavada, minus one and a half versus Carolina. Who would you take there? I would actually take Denver. Um I think that they, they played pretty well the other night against Kansas City, man. Yeah. Did you see that game? Yeah, the defense is good. The offense to me is sputtering. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Drew Locke. Um, yeah, me neither. He's not my guy yet. He's the guy. He, Drew Locke is the quarterback that kills you in the spread. Like you know, Denver's not covering, um, or I should say, sorry, um, the other team's covering, and then Denver comes down and closes the gap late. I'm going to take Carolina here only because Carolina's coming off a bye week. They've had like a ridiculously yeah. late bye week. I, this one is to me warning zone. I'm going to stay away from it. I don't really you know want anything to do with it. To be honest with you, uh, next game we got Green Bay. According to Bavada, minus eight and a half versus the Detroit Lions. Who would you take there? Oof, you know what? God, I feel like it's bad juju to go against Green Bay. You know what? So I'm taking them. That's it. Superstition. <laughs> I'll, I, reasoning, I'll reasoning out the window. Look, man, Green Bay on the road. They remind me of Pittsburgh on the road. They kind of play down to some teams sometimes. And uh, Detroit, man, they still have Stafford. They can throw the ball downfield. I know they've had injuries in wide receiver core. I think Green Bay wins a uncomfortably close game. I think it's like 30 to 28 or something like that. Green Bay misses a two-point conversion or something. I'm sorry, Detroit misses a two-point conversion at the end of the game. 
I'm going to take the eight and a half. I I don't remember the last time the Packers actually picked off Matt Stafford. I mean, maybe I'm just misremembering, but the guy throws four touchdowns and and no picks every time we play him yeah. twice a year. I don't know what the deal is with that. So he usually has a great day against us. Yeah, I feel like Detroit, th- this should be a seven-point line. Um, you're talking about over a touchdown, Green Bay on the road. Look, I, I know Green Bay's scoring. I think they have the number one scoring offense, if I'm not mistaken, at this point in the NFL. Um, you know, that, Good for them. Aaron Rodgers is playing vintage Aaron, Aaron Rodgers football, just completely carving teams up. But... This game, I've seen this Green Bay versus Detroit matchup even back yes, in the Megatron right. days and all that. It's right. always closer than it should be. Always, 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 and it's a lot of times it's like the the it's like a twenty to seventeen game where neither team scores. You're like, what the hell's yeah. going on here? So yeah. um, I think I think Green Bay wins a very uncomfortably close game. Next game, we got the Houston Texans. According to Bavada, minus one and a half. At the Chicago Bears, who would you take there? I'm going with the Texans for sure, hundred percent. Texans take that easy. Yeah, you know Chicago. After going back to Trubisky, I, I got to personally eat my words. The, this offense is better with Trubisky. That's more of an indictment on what Nick Foles is is doing. I think Chicago, man, they got to fire their coaching staff. I don't like what Matt Nagy's doing there. He's supposed to be an offensive genius. Can't get anything going with anybody at quarterback. They got nothing offensively. Here's the worst thing about it: is they they can't develop an offensive line. I think even a bad offense. And I'm saying this over the 30-something years I've been watching football. A bad offense can always figure out how to get a run game going. Right. Chicago, they have the defense. They should be able to – they have a running back that Chicago fans think is good. I don't really think he's that good. But they don't have any blocking. That I won't argue with. They have no blocking. So Chicago fans say, yeah, Montgomery's great. He just has no blocking. Um, I agree with you. He has no blocking. I just don't think Montgomery's good, period. However, if you're an offensive genius – Look, offensive line is the easiest thing to fix inside the season, and he can't do it. Mm. You know, I, I just—I'm not a buyer on this guy. They gotta fire him. Houston, on the other hand, look—they had—we were talking about schedules for Arizona. Like Houston opened the season with an awful, awful slate. Yeah, they had right, like right. Outs, it, like it was Houston had the absolute worst um, schedule to open the season. Minnesota was a close second. And Houston's been winning games since they fired Bill O'Brien. So I am going to take Houston on the road to cover this spread as well, Brad. I, I agree yep. with you. Uh, we got next game. This one's fun. Uh, Kansas City, according to Bavada, minus 7.5 versus the Miami Dolphins. Who would you Ooh, take this there? This one is fun, man. I You know, I still got to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think their biggest problem is getting up for games that are not as important. But this one is important, and Miami should be taken seriously by everybody. Um, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I think they get up for this game, and I, I, I actually think they ball out. You know, you know, one of my new rules, obviously, is I just don't bet against the uh, the Chiefs. I just don't do it. They've been sleepwalking through the season, and they're eleven and one. You know, right. along with, by the way, now the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. also eleven and one. I, I'm going to take Miami to cover this, just because Kansas City, they're just not. It, it it's like they're not trying. I know. We could all see it, right? It's like they could just do anything they want when it matters, but yeah. it rarely matters to them. Yeah, right. They, they they'll turn it on if they're if they're losing this game, they'll turn it on late, but it's the motivation. They're just not super motivated. And I well, say that. Maybe, yeah, go ahead, Sean. I said, I say that. And like, I was looking because we've been talking about Russell Wilson all year. And as quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers over the course of the season have caught up and surpassed, by the way, uh, Russell Wilson. So I think at this point, um, Aaron Rodgers might be my MVP, maybe Pat Mahomes, but they're catching up in yardage. They're catching up in total touchdowns, all that stuff. So, well, yeah. And, and not to change the subject, but by way of motivation, 
you know, maybe the Chiefs can find a little motivation in the fact that they could still get that one seed. They're only a, a yeah. half game out. No, they have it on tiebreaker now. If the season ends today with Pittsburgh, they actually, um, at least that's what the NFL says. Although the Kansas well, City see, Chiefs. I, I disagree because Pittsburgh's loss was to, to an the NFC, NFC right? Who's, who's Kansas City's loss to? Oh, Oakland. division, the Raiders. Oh, sorry, Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So NFL right. is wrong. Um, you're right. Based on tiebreaker, Pittsburgh would be um, the number one seed. So you're right. Right. So they still have to make up that half game. And uh, Pittsburgh, I don't think they win this week either. Yeah, not me neither. Sh- not to shift gears to them. I forget who they play, but it's... Buffalo. It's, that's right. That's right. I think they lose two straight, actually. But... Um, yeah, I think the Chiefs, maybe they could be possibly motivated by the fact that they could get that by and the home field advantage. Yeah, maybe. I, I maybe. have I have the Chiefs winning 26-20. The one thing I like about Tua is that he will take care of the football, so that's nice. Let me say this about Miami. Like Miami has a brutal um, end of the season, starting with this game. They might have the Saints or something like that. Like the, 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 this, Just the Miami Dolphins stretch run sucks. They have the Patriots who are balling out. They have the Bills who are balling out. They have the Chiefs. Like The, the Miami Dolphins need to win. Like They're going to be underdogs in a lot of these games. They need to win, and it's very competitive in the AFC. So if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I really want to make the playoffs this year. Honestly, I switch back to Fitzpatrick, but I don't think they're going to do that. And I don't, I'm not going to argue too profusely on it either. Like, two is taking care of the football, but taking care of the football is not going to get it done against Kansas City because they only need to play in a 10 minute burst and then they'll score 35 <laughs> exactly. points on you. Yeah. Never seen anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's funny because the, the, the Packers offense is having an incredible year, right? Mm. Like, they seem to be just putting up massive points. But still, it's not the same as Kansas City. It just looks different. Am I the only one who thinks that? Yeah, you're right. I mean, when the Kansas City, we saw it in the first half against Tampa Bay, they put up, what, 17 points. Terry Kill had 200 yards receiving in that first quarter. And that's like Kansas City's like, well, you know what? This week, we're going to play the first quarter. Next week, we're going to play the third quarter. Like, whenever whenever they decide to play, they dominate. Exactly. And and they put up points like it's freaking Madden on easy level. You know, it's it's insane. Like, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so I am going to take Miami to cover in spite of that, but that's exactly why I never bet against Kansas City because Kansas City can score fifty whenever they want to, and it's it's just it's just crazy. They just don't yeah. haven't wanted to this season. Uh, next game we have the uh, let's see the Minnesota Vikings are getting plus six and a half from Bavada versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off a of bye week. Oh, that's a great game. That I is a like great game. That, I like that game a lot. Let me tell you this before you get rolling. If yeah. the season ended today, Minnesota's in the playoffs. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so I actually think six and a half is way too much. I would have put, is the game in Tampa? The game is in Tampa, yes. Okay, so I would have put the line at three, man, because Minnesota is not a bad team. No. They can run the ball really well. Um they have a lot of pride. That's, that is a playoff team, and I think that they do feel that way about themselves. So this is a big matchup, man, and Kirk Cousins, I mean, I know I've been a critic, but, I mean, he can put it up, man. He can do it. He can definitely win that game. And uh, I, I think Minnesota covers this. What an excellent matchup. Yeah, I think, and, and what's funny is, you know, people people kind of gave up on Minnesota again because of the first quarter of the season, but look back right. at their schedule, how, to, how they opened the season, and remember that they rotated through, I think they had like, you know, six new starters on defense. It was always going to be bad. When we did our preview, Brad, I predicted Minnesota to be in the playoffs. 
Now, I said that Minnesota would start slow. I didn't think they would start as slow record-wise, but I thought they would start slow and finish fast. And I said to begin the season, Green Bay will be the better team in the first half. Minnesota will be the better team in the second half. I don't know if Minnesota is quite at that level because Green yeah. Bay is, is pretty damn good. But I'm not surprised by, by Minnesota you know, pulling themselves back to 6-6. Six and six. And here's the thing. If Minnesota wins this game, they go to 7-6. and six, Tampa falls to 7-6. And, six, and yes. Minnesota would have the head-to-head tiebreaker there if that's needed later in the season. Massive game. Yeah, and then maybe Tampa isn't even in the playoff seed anymore. I, know. I, I don't know exactly how it would look. But obviously, Minnesota would have the tiebreaker over them, right? And they're not leading their own division. Um so yeah, maybe it bumps them out of him and just puts them in the hunt. Wild. So, so here, here's the playoff seeding right now. So Tampa Bay now has the six seed at seven and five. Okay. The seven seed, the new seventh seed this year, goes to Minnesota with a six and six record. The Arizona Cardinals, who we just talked about, has a brutal close to the season, is also at six and six. So it's possible now if Arizona and Minnesota win, we have a three-way tie for two seeds there at seven and six. And it's going to get wild. And then below that, you got the Bears and the Lions, both at five and seven. I think they're more pretenders than uh, contenders. Yeah. San right. Francisco, we were looking to see if they could beat Buffalo, but they have to play all their game, home games now, thanks to the virus. They have to play those home games in Arizona, which kind of sucks. They're at five and seven. Washington, by the way, now is five and seven. So you got some teams there. Look, if Minnesota beats Tampa Bay, this gets a really weird situation. Then you got like, you know, you, now you have like six teams within a game of each other, and we have a fun end of the season. So let me say, as an NFL fan, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't really care about Tampa Bay or Minnesota. But as an NFL fan, I'm kind of rooting for Minnesota here to win this game just to make this playoff season. Just to make it interesting. Just to make it interesting. I love it. Anyway, um, yeah, so Minnesota, I'm I'm guessing you're taking Minnesota here based on that line? Uh, Yes, I am. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I agree with you, the line's too much. And I actually predicted Tampa Bay 26, Minnesota 20. Um, which would actually have me on the Minnesota side. I think that Tampa Bay having the bye week is going to help Tampa Bay. But, man, I I don't know. Here's my prediction, Brad. Um, I think that Antonio Brown is more of a factor having had a bye week to, to get more integrated with the playbook. We haven't seen him used at all in Tampa Bay. He looks every bit as quick and talented as he ever he did. I just think he's a little confused right now. Coming off this bye week... And remember, you know, I think Antonio Brown spent some time with Bruce Arians in, in back way back when in Pittsburgh. It would have been very early in Brown's career if that was, you know, if there was overlap there. Um, I think I think Antonio Brown might be an X factor going forward. I don't know. We'll see. I just I'm kind of rooting for Minnesota here just to make it cloudy. So yeah, I am crossed. too. And and one thing about Antonio Brown, I don't think it's him specifically because the entire offense is still trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. So if they can manage to figure it out within the next few weeks, you could see him explode. But but I don't think he's lagging behind because he's not figured it out. That's just just an opinion or an instinct. Yeah. Agreed. All right, man. So we got the next game here. Another kind of big game, but only for one of the teams. The Tennessee Titans, Bavada is giving, I'm sorry, laying seven and a half. So Tennessee Titans minus seven and a half versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who would you take there? I actually am going to take Tennessee, even though Jacksonville gives everybody a really hard they out. Do. Have you noticed that? Man? Yeah, they, they like they lose a lot of games close, but they lose a lot of games. <laughs> right, right. So there's that. Um, but I think Tennessee bounces back after kind of a – they had an embarrassing half against yeah. Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I think Tennessee covers this one and kind of wins easy. 
you know, Tennessee just hasn't won easy all season. That that's my that's my beef. Well, I'm gonna... I I know, but maybe they're bound to have one of those because everyone gets at least one, don't you think? You would think. Now I'm gonna. Yeah. The Tennessee's a playoff team. I don't care. They might even win the division. I, I you know I don't I don't care about the loss. So they had they had an awful first half against um, Cleveland. And let me say this: I think they were out coached. I mean, everybody was. We talk about scheming wide receivers open. They were at wide receivers were wide open all game for Tennessee, and that's the that's the concern about them. And Gruden is a pretty good play caller in the offense. I mean, I could see Tennessee starting slow and then coming back and winning this game. I'm going to take Jacksonville if it's over a touchdown. It's seven and a half. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. I'm not going to spend my money on that. Tennessee's clearly a better team than them. But for crying out loud, Tennessee just starts every game so slow. They got to come out and actually play a full 60 minutes of football, right? Look, when Tennessee starts slow, they lose a game. When right, Kansas City because of the way they play for and sure. Kansas City, the Chiefs, man, they 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 start they're slow three quarters and they blow the doors off of teams. It's just yeah. a different look right now. Tennessee's not at that upper caliber. They're not. Next game, also inside that division, or a big one for the AFC South. Indianapolis, Bavada is um, uh, Indianapolis. Bavada has a minus two and a half on the road against Vegas. Who would you take there? Uh you know what? I'm going to actually go with Vegas there, man. I think that they, they're going to pull it together. I know it's been a, a choppy couple of weeks. They managed to pull it out by the skin of their teeth, but that's a team that can light it up um, on, on certain weeks, and I think maybe that this week is their time. I'm going to take Indianapolis. I don't know if we're going to get Josh Jacobs back yet or not, um, but either way, Indianapolis, the strength of the defense is stopping the run, limiting yards per carry. We know that Gruden is going to keep trying to run. That's what we love about him, the patience. Um, and eventually Carr is, you know, going to have to try to carve up the, the fairly talented Indianapolis Colts secondary. I think the Colts have the offense to put up some points. I never count the Raiders out though, because the offense is playing a lot better, man. They just, if they add like one of these free agent receivers in the off season to that offense, I mean, they're, they're, they're easily a top five, top 10 offense next year. Um, but this year they got to fix up the defense. I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to take Indianapolis and I want to see the Raiders again, them play 60 minutes of football because needing that, that ridiculous Hail Mary. And that's what Greg Williams does, man. He goes to zero coverage all the time. He wants to win the game on a sack. He's an idiot. He got fired. He's an idiot. He is an idiot. Um, but man, yeah, it's just yeah, I, I'm going to give it to Indianapolis. But yeah, I don't begrudge you taking that that uh, Raiders uh, team either because you know they're talented, man. And at, if the season were to end today, the Ra- the Colts would be the number seven seed. The Raiders would be the number eight seed out of the playoffs. Eight and four Oof. for the Colts, seven and five for the Raiders. But the Raiders have a nice, easy kind of cushy schedule to end the year. I think the Raiders could lose this game and still get a wild card seed, but uh, because of how brutal Miami's close of the season is. But if the Raiders win this game, I think they're in. I think this is a win-and-you're-in situation, even though it's big not matchup. specifically there. It's a big matchup for both teams. And by the way, the Raiders match up against the Dolphins, if not next week, the week after that. That, to me, is the play-in game um, for uh, for the for the seventh seed in the wild card. So going to be fun. Going to be fun. All right, next game, speaking of that uh, that awful Raiders and Jets finish, we got the New York Jets, according to Bovada, plus 13-and-a-half versus the Seattle Seahawks. Who would you take there? Ooh, I think the Seahawks feast this week. For sure, Seattle. 
13 and a half, yeah. I don't really have anything else to say beyond that. Yeah. I think Seattle feasts as well. I'll take Seattle. I don't like laying that many points, but I think Seattle will, uh, you know, with the new defensive coordinator, all that stuff. Uh, the New York Jets, what keeps them in games is blitzing and, and trying to get turnovers and stuff. Seattle's defense isn't playing the best in the world, but they, they got enough juice to cover 14 points against the Jets. I'm, I'm fine with Seattle there. Uh, let's see. Next game, we got the New Orleans Saints minus seven. Versus the, um, let's see, versus the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Who would you got there? Ooh, interesting. Man, what's going on in Philadelphia? Can anyone explain it? It's funny because if Wentz was starting, I would pick New Orleans. But if Jalen Hurts was starting, maybe I would pick Philly to cover. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree. Isn't that some wild, wild stuff going on over there? I mean, can we talk about Wentz? I mean, what? All of a sudden, you just can't play the position. I don't. I, I've never really seen a fall off like that. Have you? No, I haven't. Because he looked right. like the, one of the next big things in the NFL. I mean, he looked like I. I. I can't even think of it. I mean, he looked like you know what Justin Herbert looks like now for the Chargers. Like he's like, oh, he's going to be good for a long time, and then it just turns out that you know the entire Philadelphia Eagles outside of Zach Ertz hates him. I think he's in his feelings. Sure, sure, maybe, and and. And maybe we can say, when did they win that Super Bowl? Was it 17? Something like that. I can't okay, remember for sure. Okay, something like that. Three or four years ago, I think now. But maybe that team was just so stacked that even Nick Foles could beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So, And that's when Carson Wentz was playing really well. And now maybe they just have an average um, support team. Some guys are injured, and maybe he's not that guy. Maybe not even close. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I think if, if Wentz plays, I take the Saints. If Hurts plays, I'm going to take Philadelphia. Cause, because it's still going to be Taysom Hill this week. And Philadelphia right. can right. stop the run, and that's primarily what Taysom Hill needs to get going, even though you know he's a physical specimen and all that. He's going to need to pass a little bit this week. Jalen Hurts looked good against Green Bay when he came in. He did. He played he did. well, man. And, I, and you, know, you know, we always say this on the show, but... When, when there's no film on you, you have a little bit of an advantage. And right. you can just kind of go out there and do whatever you want because, I mean, what are they going to base it on? Is college film? I don't, I don't find that to be very helpful to you. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. It, it, it's if he'll, I'm sorry, if Wentz starts, we're on New Orleans. If Hurt starts, which I believe will be the case, then uh, then I'd go roll the dice and I'd, I'll take Philadelphia there. Next game, um, Washington. These are two Monday night teams. Uh, both teams coming. Oh, actually, sorry. No, 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 no. One team won. The Washington football team is getting from Bovada four and a half points on the road, quote unquote, on the road at San Francisco. But remember, San Francisco's playing their home games in Arizona. Who would you take there? Man, I'm going to go with Washington. I. I like Alex Smith. I don't know what it is. Me too, I just man. think they're I just think they're playing really well and I'm rooting for the guy. So based on that, I'm gonna take them. Washington. You know, I think that Shanahan, um, you know, Shanahan going back to Washington, he does not like Washington. Uh, these two teams played and it, Washington couldn't get anything going offensively, although like it was like a driving rainstorm that week. I, you know, I really don't know what to say here. I've seen some sports books give like, you know, more than that, which is crazy. Um but uh, I'm sure this game will be bet down. I don't think San Francisco should be the favorites here. You know, I just don't. They're not. They're not even playing at home. It's truly a neutral field. Um, both teams are traveling. Uh, I'm gonna take Washington. I'm gonna take Washington. Mm-hmm. Why not? We got three games left, Brad. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off the loss. Bavada has it minus two and a half versus the Buffalo Bills coming off the win. Who would you take there? I'm actually going to go with Buffalo. I think they're really rolling, and I think Pittsburgh is going the other way. I agree. And even though they were undefeated for a while, um, 
they've started to regress and they managed to squeak out some wins, but uh, I think they're going the other way right now. They're at a dip in production and Buffalo is flying, man. So I'm going with them. I agree. Buffalo's defense is playing better since the bye week, everyone. Um, You know, we've been waiting on Buffalo's defense to start showing up and matching what that offense is doing. They're starting to do that. Pittsburgh is giving me the feel of that 13-0 Packers team that just went flat the last quarter of the season in the playoffs. Like, Pittsburgh is going flat right now. The defense is playing great, but the offense, teams know how to play this offense. They're just going to throw the ball short all the time, and... You know, they're not really making people pay. I think Buffalo has the talent up the sidelines to really compete with Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. Pittsburgh's going to have to work the middle of the field. Buffalo is going to be interesting as well. Buffalo's big weakness defensively is whether or not a team's going to ground and pound them. And Pittsburgh has never shown an interest in trying to run the ball and establish a run game. <laughs> right. It gives me concern about them in the playoffs, man. Like Because Washington... Look, man, like Washington was ready for that. They rushed four all night, dropped seven into coverage, and Pittsburgh could not move the ball. Right. And Buffalo can play that kind of game. So I'm going to take Buffalo to cover here, man. They're getting points, and they're at home, and I think they're pl- they're the better team right now. I'm going to take yep. Buffalo to win, and uh, there you go. Next game, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Bavada's, um, Baltimore, Bavada has Baltimore minus 2.5 on the road versus Cleveland. Who would you take there? Okay, so I just have to say this before we start talking about Cleveland. I have been a a Baker Mayfield hater, and I am officially changing my narrative. I'm eating (laughs) my words. I gave Baker Mayfield a hard time for a while Mm -hmm. because I felt like he was, he kind of had that, he felt like a punk, you know, Mm -hmm. he was was all about himself and he he hadn't done anything yet. But look, when was the last time he did anything silly or childish or foolish? I mean, he's, he's been a pro and he's playing well. I'm officially rooting for Baker. What? There, I've said it. Oh my gosh, rooting! I like him, man. Like when he's when they're winning, he celebrates. He's got like a Brett Favre feel. He gets so giddy and happy. (laughs) I dig that, man. So here we go. Yeah, baby. So I've always felt that Baker Mayfield like has had a, has a ceiling of a Kirk Cousins, and I think he can win games with that, especially with – look, here's the deal with Cleveland is nobody talks about the defense because we're always talking about Baker because he's sure. so polarized. One of the things I like about Baker and how polarizing he is is that like he 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 shoulders the load and the pressure on behalf of the rest of the team. And like as – you know, as much as he looks like a punk to some people, you use the word, right? You know, he kind of come off as a punk. You look at him on the sideline, like, do any of his teammates think that he's a punk when he's, I like, his, so. his teammates love him, you yeah. know? And I think he does that, and when he plays poorly, look, I don't think he, I don't think he's ever going to be at the upper echelon of quarterbacks. But, I don't either. But look, could he, this is an honest thing. I'm talking about Baltimore. Could he be a quarterback that I would rather have than Lamar Jackson? Absolutely, I would, because Baker's demonstrated the ability to throw the ball downfield. I have not seen that yet from Lamar Jackson. I have yeah, not seen. It's been a while. And when we when we get to the playoffs, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson play well. And why is that? It's not. Be- I think because Lamar Jackson shrinks in the moment. I think it's because playoff defenses know what to do. Crash sure. up. You know, sure. crash up. So like Baker Mayfield, I like him. I got to send you a gif um, of a tweet that I saw. Like they did like a catwalk. I think it was Richard Higgins's touchdown. He did like, you know, one of his touchdown celebrations. Yeah. You see Baker Maker sprint downfield, slides, does a 180 spin so that he could be the guy taking the pictures of the guy that just scored the touchdown. Yeah, Whenever yeah, he, yeah. Like, and you're right, it's, it's very Brett Favre-like. He throws a touchdown pass, he gets crazy, and he sprints downfield to to congratulate his guy and celebrate with his team. Like, you know, I I like it. Whereas Aaron like Rodgers, who's clearly better, 
clearly better than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield will never be Aaron Rodgers. He throws a touchdown. He walks off the side of the field. I still don't think a lot of the players like him in Green Bay. No, I have to disagree. <laughs> I see him celebrating all the time. Oh, do you? So okay. I okay. do. Right. I do. I see excitement and celebration. I, maybe he's happy with his uh, coaching staff. Um, yes. And yes. for good I'm reason. Because... I have to disagree with you hard on that one. But I will support You know the... better than me, so I'll defer. But, um, okay. yeah, dude, like Baker is um... – I like Baker. I've always liked his attitude, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I've always liked that. My thing is, like, I don't think that um, – and I'm walking this back. I didn't think that he w- he was as good as um, Sam Darnold would be for the Jets, but I don't think Sam Darnold's ever going to have the career. I think Gase has completely ruined him. The Jets are going to oh, have Jesus. the one pick. The Jets are going to trade Sam Darnold. He's going to be a wayward backup, and he might be like Rich Gannon for the Raiders from back in the day. We might not hear from him until he's 35 years old again yeah yeah he's ruined deal right uh but um yeah baker mayfield i like him look man i know baltimore is going to do a good job shutting down the run but that coaching staff in cleveland's legit and the defense is legit when miles garrett plays it's going to be an interesting one so let me hit you with the line once again bavada has baltimore minus two and a half who would you take there i'm actually going to still go with baltimore to be honest well you know what let me take that back i'm going with cleveland I, th- I think they're playing really well, man, and I think they proved a lot last week. I th- I'm going to go with Baltimore just because they need it so much more. The, the Browns are 9-3, and three. and by the way, let me say this. If the Browns pull off this win and the Steelers, if we predict correctly and lose to the Buffalo Bills, the Browns and the Steelers play again. And the Steelers also have to deal with the Indianapolis Colts, who I think match up fairly well. Uh, but I think Bal- I think Buffalo is the bigger uh, problem in the, in the schedule for Pittsburgh. It's not outside their own possibility that Cleveland still wins this division if they win this game. So it's a big one. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And Baltimore, if they lose this game, by the way, I still think they're going to win out even if they lose this game. I, I still think Baltimore is going to come back. Right now they're the nine seed in the AFC. I think they're going to come back and be in the playoffs. I think they'll be 11-5. and five. I think they're going to win out Baltimore. Yeah, That's I my prediction. Do, actually. For the sake of the storyline, it'd be good to see them in the playoffs. Yep. Um, okay, uh, so last game of the week here. We got the Atlanta Falcons uh, minus 2.5 versus the LA Chargers. Who would you take? Oh, boy. Jeez. Uh, I, I wish the Falcons would just go away. Um, Chargers. Matt Ryan, just go away, will you please? That guy's about as interesting as a lawn chair. Come on already You're right. with this guy. You're right about Come that. On, what is he doing, man? With the so with the annoying. interim head coach, it's like the you know the biggest like uh, all they're all they're doing now is screwing co- whether or not they're going to cover lines or not. It's just right. making making betting murky. The whole thing is so stale. I, I think it's time for Atlanta to blow up blow up that franchise. Yeah, right. Here we go. Start over. Enough of enough. But Matt they've Ryan. won too many games with Raheem Morris. They're not going to be able to get a quarterback, so they're going to go. Well, yeah. They're going to go in with the same offense next year. So yeah, it's going to be the same deal, right? Here's, I don't know what kind of contract Matt Ryan's under, but. I'm sure it's not a light one. I'll say this. Um, I've been saying this for years. Atlanta, you're kind of locked into your skill players. If you really want to make a run, we, we know when they went to the Super Bowl, that was prim- especially in retrospect, it was primarily Kyle Shanahan took them to the Super Bowl with his play calling. Hire Mike Shanahan. I know he's decrepit. You only got three or four years with this um, you know, with this uh, group of players anyway to make a run. Hire Mike Shanahan. He's a good play caller. The team knows the system. They're going to be able to get it going. They're going to be able to redevelop a run game. Just hire Mike Shanahan. They're not going to, of course. They're just they're going to hire some mediocre coach, and it's just going to detonate this, um, you know, this trans or this uh, this player cycle that they have. And you know, just basically, Matt Ryan's going to fade out like a dying star. Um, so there we are. 
on that note, yep. on that very uplifting note, I'm going to take the LA Chargers Me to too. cover this spread. All right. Uh, actually, our podcast went longer than I thought, so we'll do the playoff game sometime later, Brad. That was fun, though. Just kind of running through the games. That worked. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So let's do that again next week. All right, buddy. Sounds good, my man. All right, man. On that note, hey, everybody out there, go out, make some bets. Keep paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never ran. Now get Ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.